Good evening, dear listener. Welcome to Own Goal Podcast, episode 16. The Today's date or of recording is September 25th, 2018. Sorry we've been gone for so long. Eric has the immune system of a premature baby whose mom was a degenerate alcoholic. I texted him like four different nights last week and he was just getting sicker and sicker. This is a guy who may or may not have had Ebola in the last four years. So a couple of couple things to clarify. Um, my mother is not an alcoholic. So I think that that's just a, you know, I, I know you, you were doing... Um, I didn't mean your mother. I meant a mother in general. Yeah, you were doing a metaphor. I just wanted to, to for the record, <laughs> unequivocally state that, that that was an exaggeration and a complete fabrication. Uh, second off, yes, I was sick on uh, last week and kept getting worse when we kept putting it off. Uh, so my apologies there. And then third, I may or may not have had Ebola, but probably didn't have Ebola. I just had a really bad flu that in Dallas the exact weekend that Ebola outbreak in Dallas happened. Um, but I slept it off, ate a lot of applesauce. We all good. Uh, now getting back to your regularly scheduled bullshit. Uh, tonight we're going to do a quick recap of the FIFA awards. Uh, Donnie put that one in there because I really don't give a shit about awards. We're going to breeze through some league fixtures and results of the last couple of weeks because somebody wasn't able to make this podcast. Not going to point any fingers. And, it was Eric. And then we're going to focus primarily on the Champions League, which we have uh, severely neglected on multiple occasions. So, yeah, let's dive right in. FIFA Awards recap. You want to take that, Donnie? But first. To the byline. It's in. It's an odd goal. It's a gift. Well, he's almost done well to get that in because he's ahead of the near post. He's almost behind him. Sticks his left leg out. It almost hits his heel. And goes straight into the bottom of the corner. Bottom corner of the net. Gets ahead of the ball. It's the inside of his calf. Got no chance really the keeper. Astonishing position to get the ball The FIFA awards, the men's best player was awarded to Luka Modric following his uh, UEFA player of the year win about a month ago. He's breaking a 10-year deadlock between Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo came in second, Mo Salah third, Mbappe fourth, and Messi didn't come until fifth. But the best part is, on the top 10 list, Neymar was nowhere to be found. Uh, following up on that, Neymar not being found on the top 10 list, he was also not named in the FIF Pro uh, Top 11, which is voted on by players, and he didn't make the alternate 11 either. <laughs> which is just wonderful, because we have had a long stance of being an anti-Neymar podcast, and I really think the world is embracing that sentiment. Uh, soccer is an anti-Neymar sport now, so uh, just feel real vindicated there. Also, I do want to point out, uh, just for people that aren't aware of the kind of convoluted award ceremonies in soccer, there this is not the Ballon d'Or uh, awards. So, Luka Modric won the men's best player. Ballon d'Or is still up for grabs. And I am now officially worried that my take on like our second episode of, of this podcast, that Mbappe would be the, the, the next new, pl- new winner of the Ballon d'Or might be in jeopardy. Yeah, I mean, I understand giving it to Modric, given that he was on a Champions League winning club and his team made the World Cup final. But I would also make the argument he wasn't the best player on the Champions League winning club. And so if the award is the best season that an individual player had, then call it the best season yeah. But don't say it's the best player award. I think I, I think I think that's that's a fair argument. The, the the way that I could counter that is, you know, he was the best player on his World Cup squad, and he was one of the best players on his club squad that won the Champions League. And you know, I kind of like this because I've been very very vocal about how people only value goals and assists in in soccer now and i think giving luka modric the award uh elevates other aspects of the game that that aren't as you know basic stat attractive 
but I do, yeah. I do, I do completely understand your argument. Um, that being said, Messi finished outside the top four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and Neymar didn't even make the top ten. So we're interesting to see how what the Ballon d'Or looks like. I think at this point, I'm probably gonna if I had to bet, I go Modric one, Ronaldo two. It's what the last two big awards have been, but. We'll but see that, how they vote. That will come they out. also get to consider the next that's few not, months That's as not until well. December, if I'm not mistaken. So there's yeah. still still some time. And, and uh, Ronaldo is heating up the scoring boots. So still still a lot to be said. Yeah. Uh, best goalkeepers. Courtois won at number one. Lloris at number two. Schmeichel at number three. The big talking point for me is that De Gea doesn't make the list, but is the goalkeeper in the FIFA Pro 11. Which, as we mentioned, is voted on. FIFA Pro voted on by, by players. Uh, what this, As opposed to journalists and pundits. What this tells me is the World Cup was weighted heavily above yeah. know, everything else, which also speaks as to why Modric won best player. So I, I definitely, yeah. it, it, it's consistent, so I don't have a problem with it. Um, but to say that in this calendar year or whatever, it's not even a calendar year because we're doing it in fucking September. In, in this last span, to say that De Gea was not one of the top three goalies I think is is kind of malarkey. Yeah. Um, another thing I'll add about the FIFA Pro 11, how the fuck did Danny Alves make it on there? He played 28 games total for club and country. His club got knocked out in the round of 16, didn't make the Brazil team. I mean, how is he in there over Danny Carvajal or Joshua Kimmich? Yeah. At right my, back, seriously. My take would have been Kimmich. Um you know, like one of three players or one of two players that wasn't act absolute poop uh, in the World Cup for Germany and having a have just having a great season the last two years. So mm. Kimmich would have been my pick hands down. Uh, I think I have absolutely no idea how. <laughs> I can't answer. I can't answer your question. So another interesting point before we kind of wrap this up: the only defender who made the men's best player top ten was Rafael Varane, who you and I kind of talked about. It might be his era as the best center back. Yeah. Interestingly enough, when Ronaldo vote submitted his vote for the top three players, he had Varane at number one. Hmm. Yeah. Which I thought of, of someone to give credit to a defender, I thought it was really interesting that it was Ronaldo of all players, who in his documentary once scolded his son for wanting to be a goalkeeper. Well, maybe now that he's switched over to Syria, he understands the value of talented defenders because uh, he definitely struggled for a few weeks there. And just to shit on Neymar one last time, in our weekly jibber-jabber, uh, Joey Barton, former Premier League hitman, basically, <laughs> spent some time at Newcastle, has ended several careers, has had a lot of legal trouble off the field. About Neymar said, he is the Kardashian of soccer. Obviously, he said football, but I'm not a douchebag, so I said <laughs> soccer. Yeah, I think he really hit the nail right in the head there. Um... Yeah, which makes me think I would really love to see the Neymar sex tape where he gets fucked by Ray J. You know what? I'll let you watch that one on your own. I'm, I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that, buddy. Uh, so, moving on to the Premier League. Liverpool are, are perfect. And now moving on. <laughs> Chelsea and City are right behind them. Chelsea actually just dropped points the first time this past weekend. And a nil-nil draw with West Ham, but they're both two points back from Liverpool. Yeah, Arsenal had a pretty uh, abysmal start, but now I think they've won three straight or four straight, and they're sitting on 12 points tied with Tottenham. Yep, and only six points behind Liverpool. Uh, recently, a very comfortable 2-0 win against top four, preseason top four favorite Everton. I don't understand that preseason, but... Uh, also, th- mentioned that they're tied with Tottenham. Tottenham, who started really hot, uh, now seem to be hitting a bit of a snag. I wonder if there's some World Cup fatigue setting into that squad. Or just the lack of new signings. Or lack of new signings. Fatigue in general. Uh, and now, to focus on the biggest soap opera since days of our lives, my once-beloved Manchester United. It's just... I don't know, I don't know what... You know, we beat Burnley away we go to undefeated Watford we beat them we ship pump young boys away I mean unimpressive ship pump I'll I'll admit but still a ship pump still a win and then we come home and draw against Wolverhampton and then today lose on penalties to Frank Lampard's Derby County after going down to 10 men so I have I have a I have a question 
Yes. Were we, were we, the answer is yes. Were we premature in declaring that Maz v. Mourinho was over after that, that first, the first win of the season? Actually, no, because this isn't really, these last two results aren't that big of a deal, and it's just a media bias against Manchester United, which I've claimed for years. I want it to be noted that Manchester City drew Wolverhampton like two weeks ago, and nobody said a damn thing. And Manchester City just lost to Leon in the Champions League, a competition that's a thousand times more important than the fucking Caribbean League Cup, whatever the fuck it's called. I, I do think, though, the one counter-argument is that that draw to, to Wolves from Man City are the only points they've dropped this season. So, they're... they're <laughs> and what about the Champions League loss? That was totally blipped over by the media. Yes. Whereas we draw... Well, we go. We're playing our second team. We go two-two. Donnie, against- Donnie, I hate to cut you off, but if you go too deep in this, you're gonna burn through all of our Champions League coverage in the Premier League. I'm just saying. Listen, it sucks. Am I getting emails from other soccer fans at work getting chirped? Yes. Well, no, it doesn't my, feel good. My, but my, like, if I'm gonna lose any competition, I'm glad this competition is a fucking waste of time. Okay. Nobody cares about this competition unless they win it. Every every team that loses it thinks it's worthless. My, it's like the FA Cup. My my real question is actually about what the fuck is going on between Pogba and Mourinho. So reports came out today that in front of the entire team, Mourinho told Pogba, um, yeah, Mourinho told Pogba he would never captain the club again. I guess people saying this is a reaction to Pogba implying that it was Mourinho's fault that the team drew against Wolverhampton. I saw the Pogba quote, and it was just that Manchester United is a club that has to attack, 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 right? Isn't that kind of what he was saying? Yeah, I, once again, I think media bias, media trying to make a story about Manchester United. But, okay, okay, regardless of your media bias, it seems like Jose Mourinho is trying to make a story about Manchester United. Um, so, obviously, nobody has confirmed this being true. But, well, I guess we'll find out if he ever captains the club again. <laughs> There's an easy way to find out. Well, so here's here's my question. If it came down to it end of this season, would you rather keep Pogba or keep Mourinho? Because it looks like you're you're getting a point where an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. I mean, how, where do we finish at the end of the season? <laughs> how, how long does Pogba play? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't really answer that question. Okay. I, I, I was just wondering if, if you, if there was one side you, you were leaning toward, towards the other. You know, I think part of me likes Mourinho, but I think part of me, I'm kind of becoming Mourinho. Like, I'm just becoming very antisocial. I'm becoming very crotchety. I just blame everything on other people. Do you, do you, <laughs> are you starting to appreciate defensive soccer and not, not attacking soccer? Yeah, like I'm talking about Rafael Varane. Like two I years mean, ago, I'd never even mentioned a center back's name. I mean, la- last episode, you did th- suggest that your beloved USA should play three in the back. I know. I just think I'm. St- I think I'm starting to become adult. I think this is the first early age, early stage dementia happening to me. Oh, I don't know. Mania is just whatever is going to be. If you're going to fire Mourinho, might as well do it today and hire Zidane. If not, stick it out with him. And Mourinho, stop fucking picking fights with Pogba. Jesus Christ. It's, it literally is a soap opera. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Perpetuated by the media and the strong media bias against Manu because all those fucking pundits played in the Premier League during the glory days when Manu shit-pumped every single one of them. I'm just going to say, I think that uh, Mourinho is stoking that fire just as much. Also, did you see when he fell? Like, <laughs> you see that? <laughs> That pretty much sums up Man U. That, that's about it. But like I said, it is, it's six games into the season. It's the fucking League Cup. Yeah, uh, so upcoming games, we have Everton, Fulham. I think that's pretty, that, that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, the old club of Clint Dempsey against the old club of Tim Howard. Uh, Arsenal, Watford. Let's go, Watford. I still believe you can win the title. And then Chelsea, Liverpool. Will be really interesting to see if if uh, and I believe that that's at Chelsea. So uh, hopefully, you can see Liverpool drop some points. That would be super dope. All right, all right, already. Yeah. Oh, oh you're going for the Matthew uh, McConaughey transition. All right, all right, all right. Let's take our shirts off. Uh, 
Instead of doing that, let's talk about La Liga, where I correctly predicted that Real Madrid would drop points against Athletic Bilbao, which means Eric still has to do the Lyon report. It's going to be a real cracker. Since we last had an episode, they got a a VAR goal. I didn't even really watch the game. I'm assuming it's a bullshit VAR goal because all VAR goals are inherently bullshit to get a 1-0 win against Espanyol. Um, I was also wrong. Barcelona beat Real Social Dad 2-1, and then they tied Girona 2-2. So, like, I was close. I just called the wrong game. <laughs> Who the fuck is Girona? Did I call that wrong? I don't know. No, I've never fucking heard of this team. Yeah, this is why La Liga kind of is bullshit. <laughs> uh, Atletico Madrid finally woke the fuck up and got two consecutive La Liga wins under their belt. And things are now shaping up to be the usual three-horse race between Barca and the Madrids. Uh, Valencia only has four points on the season. And that'll make it even funnier when they knock Manu out of their group in the Champions League, but more on that later. (laughs) Uh, Upcoming games, I don't know. You've got Sevilla and Real Madrid. Tomorrow tomorrow, or Wednesday. Before the Madrid Derby on Saturday. And then Bar- Barcelona take on Bill Bow Saturday, too. Yeah. And now to the Boring Liga. Or the Bayern Liga. Uh, actually, some uh, interesting news today. Bayern tied Augsburg 1-1. And Bayern only has a two-point lead top of the table with Werder Bremen in second and Hertha only three points can behind we just Bayern. Focus on the fact Did that we write them off too early? Can we just focus on the fact that Werder Bremen is in second place when they were f- like flirting with the drop the entirety of last season? I think they started the first like four games with zero points and con- and just barely eked their way to like 17th or, or, or 16th through the end of the season. So just impressed with Werder. Werder Bremen undefeated so far in the Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, you know who can't say that they're undefeated so far in the Bundesliga? My uh, I'm going to think it's the winless team, Schalke. Not only are they winless, but Schalke has zero points after five games. So that's a pretty big bummer for me. Um, was watching Weston McKinney last week. Looked like he picked up a pretty serious knee injury. They kind of were fearing some ligament damage. Uh, MRIs showed showed that it was a, a bone bruise, so that was that was uh, actually a, a big relief. But it didn't look good when it happened, so so really really relieved to see that that Weston's only going to miss about a week or two. Uh, upcoming, we have first place Bayern against third place Hertha. Remember, only three points separate them on Friday, and I think this will be answer the question: Did we write this league off too early? If Bayern shit pumps them, then we didn't. If Hertha can get a result, then maybe there's a 1% chance that this league is of some interest in terms of the title race. Though it has lots of interest in terms of the top four race in general yeah. and a lot of interest for young Americans. But boring only in terms of the title race. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, when we hit the like the winter break, I want, that's when I'll look at the table and decide if we wrote the league off early or not. If Bayern has like a nine-point lead by, by Christmas, then we'll be will be pretty accurate in what we were talking about. Um, Eric, yes. take us to France. Oui, oui, Donald. We go to League uh, Matt Miazga continues to start and play full 90 minutes for Nantes. Or Nantes. I'm not really sure how to, how to pronounce it. Uh, they did drop their last game 2-1, so not great. But our boy Matty Mies is, uh, is putting in work there. Glad to see and then pretty sure PSG remained perfect on the season. Uh, Mbappe hasn't scored the last couple of matches, though. He also didn't pl- he hasn't played, though, because the red card. The red- Thanks for, for taking my little kicker. Damn it. Um, but Mbappe has... that. There's a, a graphic on all of, the, uh, all of the things that Mbappe has won in his career so far, and it's an absurdly impressive list for somebody who's not even 20 years old. <laughs> Also, one thing we forgot to add, Mbappe is the only teenager who has ever made the FIFA Pro 11. Yes, that is that is correct. So, uh, dude is awesome, and he has already supplanted Neymar as the go-to player in uh, in PSG. Do you think... He's, he's also starting to look more and more like a Ninja Turtle. He really does look like a Ninja Turtle, and it's kind of badass. 
Do you think that he's more popular with PSG because he's French, or is it just because he's better and more likable all around? All of it. Okay. All of the above. Yeah. Uh, there. That was your league uh report. Now I'm gonna go and, and grab a croissant. Okay. I'm back. Yes, and cook up a bowl of spaghetti as we go to Syria. Hey, how about what about a pizza? It's probably racist. In, uh, in, 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 in the modern, oversensitive snowflake climate we live in. Way to go, millennials. All right. So let's start off with, with this week. Milan, looking great, took a lead uh, pretty early against Atalanta with a fantastic uh, over-the-shoulder like the, over volley from Iguain. Then they gave up that lead. Then they took the lead back. Uh, Jack Bonaventura looking fantastic. And then we gave up that lead again. So uh, we drew at home to Atalanta, which was on the heels of the previous league, drawing 1-1 on the road to Cagliari. So not really looking good. Milan is the only team in Serie A to not have a clean sheet so far this season. Uh, one bright spot is Iguain scored in both these last two games, and he is, he is starting to really, really get cooking for Milan. Yeah, um, I just think I think they're going to get it together. I really do. I think it's just a little bit early. Uh, but on the positive side, yeah, the other Higuain's getting going, and I think it's just a matter of time before the defense starts to click and they get into that nice Gattuso form back there. Yeah, that 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 will be. I mean, hopefully that's what's going to happen. Uh, it's just a bummer to see it right now. Uh, mo- moving on. As, as uh, Juve continue to, to be perfect, they won 2-0 over Frozenone. I'm probably mispronouncing that, uh, but nobody from Frozenone is listening to this podcast, so I think we get a, we get a, f- a free pass on that one. CR7 scored the, the game winner in the 81st, following up on the, the last week where he scored a brace, including his first goal. Yeah, uh, we predicted he'd get those goals against Sassuolo, and... You know, when you're a goal-scoring player, you're a striker, and those goals aren't coming, it's just as soon as that one hits, the floodgates open. So I think uh, I expect him to put anywhere between 20. I expect him to put around 25 to 28 in Syria. A little bit. I think he'll go about 0.85 a game instead of his usual like 0.1 something. But I expect him between 25 and 28. I I would I'd, I'd be uh, actually very surprised if he hits 25. That's a that's a tough mark to reach in Syria. Just you, you don't see the top goal scorer, especially getting. It's I mean it's doable, and he he is the talent. But uh, Juve itself has a lot of goal scoring talent, so I don't necessarily see him getting that high. But it it's possible. And I think Ronaldo's goals were overshadowed by Douglas Costa getting a red card for spitting in a guy's mouth. Only in yeah, Syria, it was pretty bad. There, it was a massive loogie. I don't know if you saw the the, the video. <laughs> He he claims it was in response to uh, to racial slurs, and knowing Italy, especially soccer culture in Italy, it would not surprise me. There was a pretty nasty challenge, I think, by Douglas Costa, and then words were exchanged, and then saliva was ex- was exchanged. Um, that being said, and I mean, there, there's really no excuse for spitting in somebody's face and mouth and eyes and <laughs> nose, so. It was pretty bad, Douglas. I'm sorry. Really? He spit in a guy's mouth. Like, that's horrible, but it's kind of funny. You know in, like, those, those like, nature uh, shows where the mama bird is 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 regurgitating <laughs> into the baby birds? And that's yeah, and it's, like, chewing up their food for it? Yeah, that's what I, I was instantly reminded of. Um, but then it's, like, the baby birds wanted to attack the mama bird, so I, I don't know. It was it was a little out there. Um, then Lazio. All right, well, enough about birds. Yeah, Lazio and Napoli both had big wins this week, which followed up on both of them winning the previous week week one nothing. So both those clubs are actually in, in pretty good position right now. Uh, Napoli sits at, at in second place, just three points behind Juventus, uh, and so so they're they're looking pretty solid. Inter. 
struggled with Sampdoria this week, uh, but ended up winning one nothing. They seem to be having a lot of offensive struggles, which just fascinates me, seeing as they have one of the top scorers in Mauro Icardi. They did need this win after losing at home one nothing to Parma the week before, and that's a really bad home game to drop points. Inter has uh, yet to play a team in Serie A that is favored to finish in like the top six or challenge for European qualifying. So as of right now, they, they are kind of high up in the table. They're fifth place, but they've also played one extra game, seeing as they just had a game today and, and got a win off of that one as well. Yeah, and then going to the capital, Roma, it's just a shitstorm there. They are absolutely sucking. Yeah, Roma have five points in five games, and that's one win and two draws. So they're really struggling. They lost two nothing at Bologna, um, and they drew the week week before, I think, at home to to Chievo Verona. So Roma's really really struggling, and they were a team that a lot of people were saying were, were only going to get better after last year. I think we're seeing them. First off, struggling with the loss of, of Allison Becker to to Liverpool. And then also just offensively having having problems putting putting flu, fluid movement together. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that their starting center mid is 115 years old. Tarasi is getting up there. No, all respect to Tarasi. He's a wonderful player. But, yeah, they need to get it together. They are yeah. looking well, like crap. Honestly, I was impressed with how well they did last year. If you look at the uh, Roma transfer squad from the past three seasons, you're, you're going to see some of like the top players in top clubs in La Liga, in um, uh, Premier League, and, and just kind of – Roma's been picked clean. Uh, people forget that this is where Mo Salah came, came, from, came, to, came to Liverpool from. So – they they get they get picked pretty clean and do a really good job of of filling those voids that they lose. I think this season we're seeing that you know maybe they they just didn't get as lucky with their their replacement moves. Yeah, uh, with that, our very long overdue and very much needed Champions League preview with the benefit of us getting to see a couple of games in. So we're gonna kind of. Go through the teams. Go through hey, the games. Hey, Donnie, hot take, hot take. I think that uh, that that um, Man City is not going to impress on their first uh, first Champions League game of the season. Who's not going to impress? Man City. <laughs> hot so take. Mark it down. I forgot there. to write down our league predictions, which means I have to go back and listen to that episode to write them down. But I will write down our group predictions on a little piece of paper. Oh God. Okay. So starting with Group A, uh, we have Athletic. I thought we'd start with the last group. I hate you. So <laughs> Group A, we have Atletico, Dortmund, Monaco, and Club Bruges. Uh, Atletico beat Monaco 2-1. Dortmund beat Bruges uh, 1-0, courtesy of a goal from our birthday boy, Christian Pulisic. 20 years old, still a baby, still the hope of an entire country. We love you. We'd love for you to come on the pod. Yeah. Eric honestly, will date your sister. Uh, I will not date your sister. That being said, if she wants to come on the pod, we'll, we'll, we'd love to have her as a guest. You know, whatever. whatever if you, you have want. a cousin, an uncle, the family pet. Uh, also, did you see his goal? Yeah. Complete fluke. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they, all, You know what? Pretty or ugly, they all count as a goal. They one. all count as a goal. Just ask Harry Kane with his hat trick off the heel. Oh, yeah, worst golden boot winner ever. What a joke. Uh, so do you have any you, – you want you want to go ahead and, and kind of talk about your thoughts on, on this, this group here? Yeah, I think Monaco kind of presents a little bit of a challenge, but I ultimately think Atletico will get out one and Dortmund two. Uh, I'm going to go with Atletico one, uh, Monaco two. Oh, wow. I – I don't know if you if you caught any of the actual you know game between Dortmund and, and Club Bruges, but Dortmund did not look good. Uh, Bruges really deserved to get at least a point out of out of that encounter. And we were very literally very unlucky to to concede that goal. So uh, on the bright side, Pulisic looked really good. 
But I, I just something seems off with Dortmund. They don't seem to be clicking offensively, and that concerns me when they have to go against a team like Monaco that does play a really solid kind of team system offense. All right, fair enough. Group B. Group B, we've got Barcelona, Tottenham Hotspur, PSV Eindhoven, and, and Inter. Yeah, uh, first game in the group. No surprise that Barca shit pumped PSV 4-0, courtesy, courtesy of a messy hat trick, which included an absolute beautiful free kick. Beautiful free kick. I mean, uh, in the other game, Tottenham had a 1-0 lead until Icardi equalized, and then. Uh, Matthias Vecino had the winner in stoppage time. Dude, that Accardi goal was saucy. That, yeah, you sent it to me. Yeah, that was sex. That, that that volley. I mean, I I dislike Inter with a passion, but I cannot. Let lie. me say this: I haven't been excited by anything involving a ball like that in a long time. <laughs> um, Accardi is just an impressive human being. <laughs> I feel like me yeah. me with Accardi is like you with uh, with Aguero. You know, you really dislike. I team. thought Aguero was an us thing. Now it's uh, no, anything. No, I no, I. I but I don't. I, have, I, I, I've been getting on the Icardi train because I started I, looking at his I, stats. What I'm trying to say is, you and I both, you and I both think Icardi is good. We both think Aguero is good. But I supremely dislike Inter Milan. They're the city rival of AC Milan. Uh, you, the, the the city you're rival a metaphor. Oh, actually, I used like, so it was a simile, but but yeah. A simile is a type of metaphor. Suck it! Ah, fuck me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, but, uh, who's, who do you got going throughout this group? This one's tough because obviously I have Barcelona going first off. Before let me, let me say that before I say this is tough. Second place, Same. second place is a hard pick here uh, because Inter has been really, really unimpressive in Serie A, and that's what I've been watching them play all season. That being said, Tottenham have just seems like they've run out of gas or inspiration. So I think Inter are going to advance, but I really and, and I, I'm, I'm torn because I want them not to advance, but then that looks bad for for Italian soccer. I have Tottenham waking the fuck up and advancing. I would love to see it. I, I, I you know what? We need proof that in adversity, Pochettino's a good a good manager. We've yep. we've seen that you know. When there's no pressure or whatnot, he can do what he needs to do and get what he needs out of his players. But we need to see this is this is gonna be a big litmus test, I think, for for what caliber manager Pochettino is. Totally agree. And now that takes us to Group C, which is kind of boy, this is a tough group. You have a uh, Paris Saint Germain, Napoli, Liverpool, and Red Star Belgrade, which I will now call Club Putin. Uh, just feel real bad for Red Star Belgrade. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, they're not getting out of the fucking group. <laughs> if we were picking third and fourth place, uh, Red Star Belgrade would be my number one pick for, for last place in all of the <laughs> Champions League just because of the competition they're playing. Um, Liverpool, PSG, wow. That first game. What a fucking game. That's This is what the competition is for. This 3-2 Liverpool victory... Liverpool dominated, went up 2-0 early. Yeah, PSG then finally woke the fuck up in the second half. You bet our boy Mbappe scored. Name our assist, but who gives a shit? And then, you know, it's 2-2. I'm, I'm fucking sitting at my desk when I should be writing a motion for summary judgment. I'm watching the game on my, la- on my iPad. I'm fucking happy. I'm thinking, suck it, Liverpool. And then that greasy Brazilian fuck Firmino gets a winner and they win 3-2. And I am butthurt for the rest of the day. I kind of like Firmino. I'm a fan. You also like Mo Salah. Is there something you want to tell me about you and Liverpool? Because you like Jurgen Klopp, too. Dude, I fucking hate Liverpool. Leave me alone. Don't uh, lie to me. I just, that they, being said, <laughs> uh, in the second game, Napoli, yeah. and I think this hurts them, didn't take the win against Club Putin. Wait, wait. You, th- you think you think Napoli not? You think Napoli dropping points against the worst team in the group hurts them? Wow, what a hot take, man. <laughs> I didn't say it was a hot take. It's just yeah. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like, no, that fucking that that sucked. They dropped points against Club Putin. They shouldn't have done that. That yeah, was them. that was that's the a, only thing it could have been worse if they lost to Club Putin. That's a that's a bad optic for Napoli. 
Um, yeah. And because of that, I'm going with PSG are going to win this group and Liverpool going to finish second. I have you inverse. I have Liverpool are going to win this group because I think they're going to tie PSG in Paris, and I got PSG coming second. I mean, Napoli's too good of a team to not win you know, one or two of these games. So I think Napoli are going to make it interesting. And for some reason, I just see that that Napoli defense holding firm against Liverpool's attack uh, and, and taking a point or two off of them. Group and now we move on to Group D, which has got to be this has got to this has got to be the easiest oh. group, right? Group D, what's Got to be the easiest group. Oh yeah, this group is a joke. Okay. The only reason I want to cover it is because one of the teams in it, Lokomoto Moscow, I want to now call Putin's other club. Okay, and also and, I want to cover it because it's my pride and joy, Weston McKinney and Schalke. Yeah, and then Porto is in there, and obviously the cream of the crop from the Turkish Super League, which is the cream of the crop itself. Galatasaray, likely Champions League favorites. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, they do they do come from the best league in, in the world, so they've got they've got a leg up on everybody else. Uh, first game, Shaka Porto one one. Our boy Weston McKinney in his Champions League debut with an assist. It was actually a pretty well slotted pass too. It wasn't it wasn't just an easy easy layoff. It was a he to thread the needle. I was really impressed. Two out of two for Americans in the Champions League. Whatever. Give us your... I know U.S. soccer. I know you're fucking listening to this podcast. Give us your Peter Vermees MLS lifer bullshit coach. Don't worry. The class of these players will shine through. <laughs> Fuck you. That's for the MLS, not to Christian Pulisic and Weston McKinney, who I adore and love. I thought you would address that to Peter Vermees. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy, too. <laughs> uh, and then the, and the other... Actually, I don't even have the score of the... Oh, did, oh, did the Galatasaray, did they... Uh, they put a shit pump in, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they shit pump Putin's other club. Galatasaray, cream of the crop. I have them winning the group, followed by Porto. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, that, that, the zero points in five league matches for Shaka don't give me a lot of confidence... So, because of that, I'm going to go with Galatasaray winning the group and Shaka finishing second. Let's go, Fighting McKinney's! I, re- I really hope that happens. Seriously. <laughs> yes. I don't want, like, I'm, there's what I think versus what I want. Yeah, no, I, I, I know what you mean because what I think is that Dortmund don't finish in the top three, or top two, but what I want is Dortmund to finish in the top two. So, it's the same, same, same logic there. Moving on to Group E. Is this group already over? Uh, yeah, no, for sure. We already know who's going to finish uh, first. first. So this Actually, is, second is kind of... Second is... But there's two teams who have a shot at second here. And one of those is not AEK Athens. Yeah, one of them is not the Greasy Greeks. So um, this is what I call the, the boring group, or the Bayern group. Bayern Munich, <laughs> uh, Benfica, Ajax, and AEK Athens. Yeah, yeah uh... Bayern beat Benfica 2-0. I guess something that would kind of surprise you is that Renato Sanchez, the young Portuguese international winner of the young player at the uh, 2016 Euros, scored. Yeah, Renato Sanchez actually actually you know, put in a good shift. It was it was impressive to see. Uh, also, Ajax beat uh, they ship pumped AEK Athens three uh, nothing. Yes, my new favorite player, Donny Van de Beek, was amongst the goals, and he scored in their league campaign as well. I wonder if he's related to James Van de Beek. I wonder if he's related to me. Uh, yeah, first name often carries relation. Who you got? Uh, who you got finishing second after uh, Bayern? <laughs> and presumably, we both have Bayern finishing worse. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say Ajax are gonna finish second. Sign me up for that one too. Hell yeah. All right, well, that group was as boring as predicted. Yeah. So now we go to Group F, and let me tell you. Eric, what are the teams in Group F? Give it to me. Manchester Shitty. Fuck them. Shakhtar Donetsk. Ukrainian. Hoffenheim. German. And coming in the corner, weighing in at 180 pounds, your heavyweight, Leon! I fucking love Leon. Before the game, Memphis Depay, former Manchester United player, because they all are, says that Manchester is still red. And what does his Leon do? They go into Manchester and they beat City 2-1. But because it's not Manchester United, nobody's talking about it. 
And that media bias and the fact, see, no matter what success City have, the fact that Man U losing a League Cup game is talked about more than Man City losing a Champions League game just tells you that Manchester is red. Fuck you if you're a Manchester City supporter. Suck it. That's actually a really good point. The the attention that that Man United gets when they when they fail compared to that Man City gets when they fail is is very telling. Everybody wants Yeah, we fail a lot more nowadays. So you <laughs> think that would be to be old news by now. Everybody wants to watch the King fall. Uh, so yeah, no, that, that, that fascinating point. Uh, so if we've been making these predictions before the start of group play, do I, is that how I have to answer this, or can I make my prediction right now? Listen, you can do, you can do what you want, Buckaroo. All right, Leon winning this fucking group. Hell yeah, I fucking love it. And I then, have Manchester City winning the group. Yeah, and then Man City's finishing second. I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely losing my predictions. By the way, I'm pretty sure I just picked Galatasaray to win a group, but then again, that's a joke of a group. Yeah, that's like actually like the the best choice to win that group is the problem. Group <laughs> Group G, you want to let us know who we got here? Yeah, we got a three-time defending champions, but now Ronaldo less, Real Madrid. You got a CSKA Moscow, which is Putin's third club, so I'll just call it Putin 3. And uh, Roma is in there. And Victoria Plzen, which is a Czech club, and honestly good for them for making the group stage. Yeah, yeah, they definitely had to go through that pretty rigorous uh, qual- you know, additional qualifying or before the season. So good, good to see them and you know get in there. Um, they also got points in their first game, drawing two two with CSK Moscow. So suck it, Putin. Also, Roma continuing their their shitty form in league play is carrying over to Champions League. They got shit pumped three nothing by Real. Yeah, it was not a good look. Uh, Gareth Bale got a goal in that one, which is 10-10 and 10 for him to start this season. As I said, I thought he was going to step up the most. Should he stay healthy? And so far, so good. Yeah. Just knock on wood. Hope everything stays good with him. And, uh, yeah, I feel like given Roma's league form, like obviously I think we both have Real Madrid finishing the group yeah. as number one. But given Roma's league form, I'm hesitant saying this, but I still think Roma will figure it out. Yeah, they're going to advance, but that's only because I really don't have faith in Victoria Pleasant and CSK Moscow. Uh, if I had to pick a challenger for second place, I would go with Moscow. But I'm picking Roma. Okay, okay. <laughs> you kind of threw me for a loop there, I buddy. was just saying keep an eye out on this group because it's not as uh, over and done as people may have thought when the groups were drawn. And then the last group, oh, yeah. my beloved group they are Group H. Group H, we got Juventus, Valencia, Young Boys, and Manchester United. Hey. Yeah, that first game to open it up, Manchester United versus Young Boys, really scared me. This was a perfect game for Manu to fuck up. This they was, did. Uh, yeah, this, was, this was Young Boys' first. On a technical first... level. Three. Good. This was Young Boys' first uh game ever in Champions League competition. Yeah, which made it a perfect recipe for United to lose. Luckily, they got the shit pump 3-0. Wasn't an impressive shit pump. Young boys had some really nice attacking talent. Some, a lot of young yeah. speed up top, oh, they had which some, I think might yeah. get poached by bigger clubs. They had some young boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full of, full of, full of young boys. I'm sure Pep will be sniffing around there eventually. That creep in a fucking sweater. Um... But United, you know, I think they deserve to win. Uh, there was a penalty in the game that shouldn't have been a penalty against Young Boys. It was a handball, but the guy's hand was inside his body. I don't think it should have been given. And that did put the game at 2-0, and that does change things. But I think Manu did enough yeah. to deserve the win. Uh, Lukaku with a brace, because he can only score away from home, by the way. And Martial with a goal, which, my God, did he need it. Now that Luke Shaw is no longer obese and is playing well, Martial has really become Mourinho's whipping boy, <laughs> and good God, didn't need that goal. And then Juventus in their first game uh, won 2-0 against Valencia. Two PK goals, and is there anything more Juventus 
than winning a game 2 nothing off of two fucking penalties? The answer is no, no by the way. No. And uh, Ronaldo with the interesting red card, the first time he's ever been sent off in the Champions League, looking at the highlight, it kind of looked like he just tapped the guy on the head. Yeah. The, like a Duck Duck Goose style tap. They said they, they, they redded him for pulling of the hair. I didn't really see any pulling. Uh, in the rule book, it is like said that any kind of contact to the head or face is is uh, a red card, but that's never enforced because I see these cheeky bastards tapping each other on the on the cheeks all the time. It definitely seemed to be a, a bit, you know, pretty harsh. Uh, well, it was harsh, and Ronaldo's reaction was really emotional because there's a chance he misses that game at Old Trafford, which obviously has a lot of significance yeah. to him. So we'll see. What, is that is that the I next? Is that, it, is it's that just going to be a one game suspension, but I don't know if it's been officially announced. So is the, the the next game at Old Trafford, or is that two games away? Two games away is at Old Trafford. So it just depends on if they treat a red card like an actual fucking red card, or they do this whole bullshit this with is, we're going to suspend this you. This additional games. suspension shit is absolute bullshit. You know, I understand <laughs> it for like spitting in someone's in someone's mouth. Like that makes sense. Give them an extra game or two. You know, like, like you're trying to give this person mono. Definitely, definitely sideline them for a little bit. Oh, I didn't even think about the biological attacking. Yes, that's Eric, when you, Eric, when you were sick last week avoiding this podcast, were you just going around spitting in people's mouths? No, I didn't leave my bed. You lazy fuck. <laughs> that, that's me, all right. All right. <laughs> that takes us to mail time. <laughs> Buddy, I think you're uh, a little premature there in more ways than one, but oh. you didn't make any predictions. Shit. Um, <laughs> Juve win this group. Yeah. Valiant effort by my young boys, but Man United are going to eke out them in Valencia. Oh. <laughs> you don't, you don't believe? Val- Valencia is dog shit <laughs> in the league. Recently, Manu has struggled with subpar Spanish teams in the Champions League. Uh, I honestly, uh, Man United, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Valencia. Oh no! Keep an eye on Valencia because that definitely is. With when I say own. don't be surprised if Valencia, I'm talking goal difference. <laughs> Do away goals come into play in the in the? Uh... In the group stage? I have no fucking clue, but I really hope not. How pathetic would that be if, if United advances on away goals in the group stage? Honestly, I would hate it because you know I hate away goals. <laughs> oh, by the way, forgot to mention this. New rule in the uh, Champions League starting in the quarterfinals. VAR takeover. Get ready for some bullshit. That's, I mean, it's just going to help Real Madrid and Juventus. So uh, it's going to... VAR is going to give us a Ronaldo-Real Madrid matchup in the final. Also, if Manu wins and there's some VAR play, your theory that I control VAR is really, really on point. Oh, I, of course. I, I'm just waiting to, to, to display the evidence. Um, also, interesting, a lot of managers have recently come out that they want the Champions League to look at getting rid of away goals. They believe that a goal is a goal is a goal, which is, that should be fucking obvious. So Away goals is the stupidest way to determine a tiebreaker of all time. Away goals is more honest. It's worse than PKs. Yeah, PKs aren't bad. P- okay, as a fan, as a fan, is there nothing more exciting than what? 2006 World Cup final, I, PK shootout between France and Italy. I understand that. But in ter- soccer is so much more than that that you are reducing everything to to luck. Whereas, um, but away goals is so much worse. The players had two hours to take to, to fucking have a result. And you know this what? Give them two this hours more. Punishment. Give them two hours more. Oh, we they're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is their punishment. Back- Mailbag for douchebags. Yeah, I'm not doing my jingle. I, I I got one a day. So, first email comes from Pahino. Dear Pod, first time listener, eighth time podcaster here. Love what I'm hearing here. 
One, small correction from last episode. I believe that Eric was making <laughs> a you, War joke in reference to Marshall Plan. The Marshall Plan dealt with World War II rebuilding, so that makes no sense. So suck it, Eric. <laughs> to be fair, Donnie was the one making the World War uh, One League of Nations reference. Uh, but I, you definitely came in with the Marshall Plan. I'm I, too stupid to know what the Marshall Plan is. I, I did come in with the Marshall Plan, and I was more just building off of that whole international aid and yeah fuck it I, I screwed up I hate you Preston no more shout outs for you question two what do you believe Bayern needs to do to get past the Champions League hump they consistently get stuck at I think if if you would take the Bayern dick out of your mouth it might help them a little bit with their ability to play soccer uh well that's an answer certainly um I mean, I think they have it there. I think that Lewandowski doesn't show up in big games. Here, I think okay. we saw it at the World Cup. I have an actual answer. They just need to get better. They're a really good team. They can dominate a lot of competition, but they cannot compete with the top echelon of, of, of the teams. They're, they're, yeah, they're, and, they're, and Ribery and Robin are like a 1,000 years old. Yeah, so get new players. Look at PSG. They got Mbappe. Get a German Mbappe, or maybe not a German because... They kind of sucked lately, but just get better is all I'm asking. And Lewandowski has to show up in the big games, in my opinion. Yeah, but I don't know if he can. Uh, question three, how far does Real go without Cristiano Ronaldo? Well, as long as they make it into the uh, the quarterfinals, VAR is going to carry them the rest of the way. Um, I see that the earliest they'll exit is the quarterfinals, and I think the farthest they'll get is the semis. Earliest they exit quarters, I think they will. I think, I think they'll definitely get to the the semis. But I think they can't. They can make it to the final. Uh, I mean, with half of this stuff, it's the luck of the draw. True. I have them going out of the semis. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Uh, four. Can we bring back the burning of the laptop if PSG wins the Champions League? Only if Neymar is the most valuable player of the Champions League. Final or the entire season. I don't know. Either one. Okay. Cool. Because like it's Burp. not not I'm not anti PSG because I really like Mbappe and I'm a big fan of Cavani ever since he stood up to Neymar and and like Neymar tried. And to do, yo, what about your boy Thiago Silva? And my boy Thiago Silva. I, but like I was just gonna talk about the fact that I'm pretty sure Neymar has tried to decapitate Cavani. I I, I honestly believe that. Yeah. Uh, okay. You want to read the next question? Yeah, from our, our, our good friend, Nick Foster. I think this is actually his second time reaching out. Uh, is there a side from one of the big four leagues, I say four because not counting league, uh, good good man, Nick, that you guys have been impressed with so far this season, kind of like ones to watch or something? Is there anybody, uh, Donnie, that, that you want to highlight here? Oh, wait, there's more, there's oh, more to the... Uh... It, there's a page break. Uh, that you, you know, that, that you have been, like, like, wants to watch or something. He gets on to say Watford in the Premier League is an obvious choice, but trying to look beyond England because of Man U fandom. Shaka looked good on paper with Weston McKinney, but they've struggled and Weston is hurt. Um, yeah. Uh, Shaka, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I'm not done yet. Shaka looked good on paper, but they look really shitty on the table with zero points in five games. Uh, P.S. <laughs> please lift the E-Gates 84 curse at Old Trafford. Thanks, at Eric. Uh, I've, I've said it many times. I can't control the curse. It knows my heart. This friendship has only paid off in negative dividends, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have two teams to watch. All right. Who you got? Actually, I have three teams to watch. Do you want to go first in case you take one of mine? No, you go ahead. Okay. So from Bundesliga, I got Werder Bremen. Okay. You did take mine. So that's cool. <laughs> that's why I offered you to go first. Right. Who, who else you got? Um, because they've been undefeated so far. They're sitting in second place, two points behind uh, Bayern. Um, in La Liga, I have Celta Vigo, who are currently sitting in sixth and will upset Barcelona at some point in this season. It's Be going to happen. Because it's Celta Vigo, and that's, that's what happens. That's what they do. Yeah, I know. I completely agree with you there. And in Syria, I have Sassuolo. Dude, who are shut in up! Place <laughs> and have only lost to Juventus. Come on. Man, okay, so like I, I had Werder because Werder is in second place, and 
Uh, he hasn't uh, appeared for their their match day eighteen yet, but number eighteen year old Joshua Sargent is is on you know on that team, and he's scoring like crazy for their their U twenty three team. Uh, so so really impressed with Werder showing up, uh, and then my the team that I was definitely going to talk about that I didn't think you would talk about at all is Sassuolo, who's in uh, they're in third place on ten points. They are tied on points with Fiorentina and Inter, but Fiorentina and Inter have played uh, six matches. Sassuolo have only played five. So really impressed with them. And then actually another team that I think, especially Nick, if you're if you're looking to kind of follow and, and get behind, is is that fourth place team in Syria. That's Fiorentina. They uh they lost their captain last year to a, a freak medical uh like heart failure. A, final third of the season and it was really gut-wrenching but really cool to see the community and, and everybody kind of rally behind them so i i mentioned this at the beginning of the year that i really do want fiorentina to do well and to surpass expectations so definitely a club that i would consider uh watching and, and checking out they also have some exciting young players as well to to kind of keep an eye on federico chiesa is a really really exciting young italian uh forward I think more of a winger. Uh, Giovanni Simeone is Diego Simeone's uh, uh, son. You know the the manager of Atletico. So they've got a lot of a lot of exciting young players. And and you know if you have ESPN Plus, you will be able to watch Fiorentina week in week out if you wanted to. Yeah, and uh, last thing before I wrap up, I will say highlight of the day, and it pains me to say this: Liverpool Loney, who plays for Derby County, Harry Wilson scored. An incredible free kick. Eric, did you see it? I, I saw the highlight, yeah. Oh, my Lord. I mean, it hurts me because it hurt Man U. He's a Liverpool only, but holy shit, that was a free kick. If there's if there's one, and if, there's, if, if, if my, you know, Man U's not my team, but if it's my team and I have to watch them get scored on, I would, I would choose it to be from a saucy free kick because free kicks are just, I don't know what it is about free kicks, but I love them. But yeah, check out that Harry Wilson goal in the Derby Man U game. Fucking wow. It was incredible. Also, uh, also anyway, thanks for listening. Yeah. Please uh, rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can uh, you know, find us on, on Apple Podcasts or on – I guess if you listen to us, you know where to find us. That That's stupid. Uh, but send any emails, any questions to owngoalpod at gmail.com. You can follow us and reach out to us on Twitter as well at owngoalpod. We even have a Facebook group that you can reach as well. It's Own Goal Podcast. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. Sorry for being sick last week, but we'll get back onto a regular podcasting schedule. And last thing, the biggest thing you can do for the podcast is to just please share us with your friends. Get the word out. You know, find someone who likes soccer, who may want to like soccer. Anything you can do to just kind of share the, share the podcast and spread it, we would really appreciate that. I have five friends in the world, and one of them is also a member of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not very popular either. So uh, definitely, if you guys if you guys enjoy our podcast, uh, spread spread the love. Uh, as as uh, Samwise Gamgee once said, "Share the load." And yeah, I gotta stop talking now. Bye.